minute freak! Ah, no way! F-R-E-A-K! Your ornery fur-bearing rebel! Extra, extra, it's a Two True Freaks special news bulletin coming to you live from Two True Freaks Central. It's Chris Honeywell. Hi. We have breaking news. Scott Gardner has just ridden the new revamped Star Tours, the first podcaster in the world, probably. And he's reporting to it from his phone live via a series of satellites and a series of tubes. So you wrote on Star Tours, <laughs> did you? you b- <laughs> yes, I did. And uh, I don't want to spoil too much. Um, I, I'm, uh, you know, for one, I don't want to endanger my position, you know. But, uh, yes, there were cast member previews today, and I got my happy ass over to uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and I rode Star Tours. The adventures continue today, and oh, my God. Um, I don't know where to begin with this because, like I say, I really don't want to spoil too much. But I will tell you this: every, you know, I know a lot of people were very concerned. I'm sorry if you can uh, hear the rain in the background. It is at the moment is like a torrential downpour here. Um, but I know a lot of people were concerned that this was going to mean the uh, prequelization of Star Tours. Or let me just tell you, you got nothing to worry about. Yes, there are prequel elements in it, but it, it, I find it to be a beautiful blending of both trilogies and and it just it, it beautifully embraces the entire Star Wars saga. I loved it. I thought it was absolutely awesome. The 3D is beautiful and crisp and really uh effective and uh the sound was great. The the motion simulator, I mean the ride vehicles have never been better. I mean you really feel the motion and the buffeting around and everything. Um great sense of speed and motion. Um, and I really liked that there's much more, um, you know, just much more stuff from, from the, you know, from, especially from the original trilogy in it, but there's much more stuff from just the movies. You know, you've got stormtroopers and, you know, all the familiar ships and we go to more planets and different things. Um, but just, just kind of give you a quick run through, like I said, I'm going to try not to spoil much of anything. The queue at first glance um, seems like it's largely unchanged. You know, it's it, the color scheme's a little different and everything. Um, the Star Speeder is now the Star Speeder 1000 and all that sort of thing. But once you actually start paying attention and looking around, you realize that while a lot of things may seem the same or very familiar on the surface, you know, look closer because, like, for example, the control panel that C-3PO is working with, Wow, it, unbelievable. Moving graphics, and there was an image of a star speeder that rotates around that looks like it's 3D just to your naked eye. It was beautiful. I think just little details like that, um, all new Star Tours promotional videos and things playing up on the screen, really cool stuff, great graphics, beautiful sound, love the music. And uh, And then when you get into what used to be the old droid room sequence, that's really neat because that feels like a true prequel to the original ride because it's not 
a bunch of broken down droids being repaired anymore. Now it's a fleet of all new droids. Um, just as you enter off to your left, look for a wonderful Easter egg, a, a wonderful nod back to the original attraction. Also, as you're, as you're appreciating the, the visual for that Easter egg, if, if you've got time in the queue, which I'm sure you are, I think that this one's going to be packed for some time to come, so you'll have plenty of time to soak it in and appreciate, appreciate it. But listen also for an audio Easter egg in association with, uh, with that thing. That's, uh, like I say, when you walk into the droid room sequence, it's immediately on your left. You, you won't be able to miss it. But it, it was great. It was so nice that, uh, that they threw this in for us fans of the original. So then you go up, uh, you get in the queue line, and, uh, again, all-new uh, safety video, very funny. Again, nice homages to the original and uh, beautiful graphics. And really watch the video. You know, it, it, it has just nice little comedic touches and stuff. There was one part where uh, as your ride vehicle starts to rise on a lift, an R5-D4-style droid comes into the frame, and in front of him is a mouse droid. And the mouse droid drives right off. <laughs> underneath the big hole that's left where the lift is li lifting up and the R5-D4 goes over to the edge of the hole and is like looking down after it. And it's, it was really funny. Little things like that, but it's beautiful. I mean, just a lots and lots of nods to, to the fans. Uh, lots of creatures and aliens that we're familiar with and then just a lot of background-ish aliens from the saga. Um, once you're actually in the vehicle, I really don't want to spoil much of the ride. Um, the particular one that I rode today... Um, first destination was Hoth. Absolutely incredible. It was awesome. Um, there were uh, Adats, Speeders. Um, it was great. Uh, a whole herd of Tauntauns runs by. That was really cool. Beautiful graphics. And then um, a sequence that, uh, to me, I would call it Mission Space Plus. And that's all I'll say. It was, that was really, really cool. Second sequence, at first I was kind of like, oh, I wish it was a different planet because it was Naboo, which is probably off the top of my head, Naboo is probably my least favorite planet in the Star Wars saga. Well, maybe Tattooing would be my least favorite. But anyway, I'm not real crazy with Naboo. Oh, it was awesome. Because at first it starts out and it's a big dogfight over Naboo with the Naboo Starfighters, my least favorite ship in Star Wars, you know. It's this big battle, but then your star speeder takes a bad hit, and you spiral down, plummet into the water, and you're you're you know like skimming the bottom of the water. You come up over a rise. There's a very familiar character <laughs> to everyone that's uh, seen the Phantom Menace, and I loved it because so many people were screaming out things like "Shoot him, get him!" It was great. <laughs> and then you uh, you get to see Odo Gunga. Um, you get to take a trip um, through the core. Um, there's a nice homage to the there's always a bigger fish sequence. It was really, really cool. I loved it. Uh, I mean, no complaints at all, other than it, it feels like it goes by very fast, but you can say that about every Disney attraction. You exactly. know, and all the awesome ones always seem like they fly by really fast. But uh, I walked away just totally stunned, totally blown away, totally... Uh, jazz to go i mean if i could i, I would have got right back in line and wrote it again it's it's awesome and i think disney has a big big hit on their hands and i think that uh fans are just going to eat this up um 
I, I hope to God that I, that I don't hear any uh, Star Wars fans complaining about this one because I don't know what more you could want out of a out of a thrill ride attraction based on Star Wars. This gives you everything you'd want. Plus, it was really really awesome. Slave Leia's? No, no. So, well, uh, you know, I, well, I you know, tattooing wasn't one of my want. destinations. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> strike but, uh, everything you want, from, but you know, beggars can't be choosers. From, <laughs> from everything I've heard, there's something on the order of like 54 or 56 different um, iterations, combinations, of it? configurations. Yeah, so you theoretically you're not ever supposed to get the same experience twice. So I'm that's why I say I'm dying to get back in line and ride it again because my first thought getting off it was, oh, I got to bring my kids. My kids will love this, and I thought. My kids might ride it, you know, a hundred times and not see the exact part that I saw, but uh, but that'll be the thrill of it. You know, it's something new yeah. every time. So, but uh, I mean, based on just the two that I saw, and like I say, one of them was Naboo, something I really wasn't that you know uh, interested in. But once I saw it, I was like, wow, you know. So I mean, if they can take even a, even a, a locale that you're like, yeah, you know, and make it awesome, I can't wait to see things like. Cloud City, you know, yeah. uh, Coruscant, you know, that sort of thing. Out of really, be, you know, the the ones that I'm really interested in, you know, if Lame Planet was cool, how cool is a cool planet going to be, you know? So, but I I absolutely loved it. Um, I was I was so happy with the oh yeah, big big thumb yeah, both thumbs way up. It was it was really really awesome. I was uh, I was so impressed by the job the Imagineers did with the queue because, you know, it was, it was such a nice, you know, it, it was, it was literally like they just rewound the clock, you know, like 20 years. And, and this really does feel like, uh, like a prequel to the original Star Tours. Cause that's what it's supposed to be. You know, this one's supposed to be taking place in between the two trilogies. Whereas the original Star Tours was supposed to have taken place after return of the Jedi. Right. So this really feels that way. When you're going through the queue, you really get a sense of, wow, this is what, you know, what Star Tours was back in the day before it, you know, because the original one, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but I always kind of thought that the queue, especially in the droid room sequence, had a kind of dilapidated feel, you know, like, like this was a company that, that had seen better days, you know, like this was the, you know, this was the kind of sleazy tourist, you know, right, right. kind of thing. I, I don't know. If, well, again, I don't know if that was their intention, but that was always kind of the feeling I got. Like, like the the fleet of starships wasn't, you know, wasn't the best, or you know, wasn't the best maintained or whatever. Whereas this feels, you know, pretty new and fresh. And this is Star Tours in their heyday. You know, maybe when the the company had just started or something like that. So. It was really neat. The wonderful cue. I really liked it. Especially the, the droid room sequence, which um, that was neat that, that they were able to impress me so much with the droid room sequence because that was the part of the original cue that I always thought was kind of lacking. It was fun to look around and see, like, you know, all the droids and droid pieces that you could spot and the little Easter eggs and things like that. But it was never the most exciting cue. Now it is. Now it's got really cool interactive features and things that uh, just make it a lot of fun. And there's just so much to see. I, by the time I got in there, the line was moving pretty good. So we got right on through and got to the ride vehicles. So I didn't get as much time in that particular room as I would have liked to really soak in the details. But what I got to see, I was very impressed with. So 
like I say, I, I think they have a huge, huge hit on their hands. And uh, I'm going to try my best to uh, to spend at least a little bit of time in the studios on the 20th for the opening of uh, Star Wars Weekends and uh, just kind of gauge reactions and things like that. So I'll, I'll be reporting back on that. I don't know if I'll get to ride the ride again because I anticipate, you know, with, with every Star Wars fan that can make it, from every corner of the globe coming here, I imagine the wait times will be, you know, absolutely insane, but I, it'll be fun just to hang around and see what people are saying about it. Yeah. So now you got to get yourself down here and check it out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know you're talking to me, but I know you're talking to everybody who's listening to. I'm talking specifically to you and generally to anyone listening to the sound of my voice. Yes. Come to uh, Walt Disney world and see the new Star Tours, it's, uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, this is the new Star Wars mecca. It's awesome. Did you know you can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows? That's right. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, Tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode, with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libson.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Libson is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of... Two True Freaks. Freaks.